When we were kids, my brothers and I used to talk about starting a band. That was something we always sort of dreamed about and wanted to do. But we were never really able to make that happen. But as adults, we actually started a band. And so this episode, uh, we'll talk about that and tell, talk about kind of how that happened. Uh, so, John, uh, we'll start with you. And with a special guest? With a special guest. Um, John, how did we start? When did we decide, let's, let's make a band? Um, I think I was still living in Utah and you and I had talked and you said you had like a dream about <laughs> performing in front of a big crowd. And Are you serious? <laughs> you called it a vision. I think. <laughs> you had a vision. Uh, no, but I do remember talking to you on the phone about it and I was like, man, it's too bad we don't live closer because we could totally start a band. Like we've written a bunch of songs Yeah, and we could make this work. And so then I moved to Cheyenne. And uh, we got together with, you know, Nathan, Kevin, PJ. Joseph was living in Arizona at the time, but we just decided to, you know, you had like you had some guitars, Sam. I don't know if PJ had a bass yet or whose bass we were using. No, but you also had a drum set. Like you had all the equipment, Sam. Well, <laughs> so we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we kind of said let's do this, and and uh, then I started like acquiring like equipment. So yeah, you already had some stuff, but you're right. You bought a ton of equipment as we started, you know, playing and practicing. Yeah. Didn't you like write the, all that off as like a business expense for like a shell corporation you yeah. opened up? It was really advantageous tax-wise for me to be, do this band. Like every show was considered a huge <laughs> like, business loss. So isn't this a violation of the non-disclosure you have with the IRS? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How to how to screw the IRS with a band for, for dummies? I'm going to write that pamphlet. How to screw um, the IRS by starting a band for dummies? <laughs> so, um, John, I do remember this like conversation you I had you and I had on like my front porch at that house that we had on on uh, Bluff Place. Remember the house of the pillars? Yeah, uh, I remember. For some reason, it's like stuck in my mind. Uh, and, and I was like, you know, we just got to do this. And I was, I think I was 30 and, and you were like 28 or 29. Cause you're a year and a half younger than me. And I, we were like, if we don't do it now, we're never going to do it. We're just going to be too old. And, and, uh, nobody's going to want to come see the shows of these 40 year old guys. So, um, so that was sort of come to find out that he didn't want to see the shows of these 30 year old guys. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Anyway. So, um, so also, uh, Nate, do you remember, so there was this, uh, there was <laughs> this band was coming. Oh, wait, wait, what was the band? It was OK Go. OK Go was coming to University of Wyoming and they yeah. were looking for like an opening band. Do you remember this? Mm -hmm. I do. I was actually just thinking about that. Yeah. So that was so. So we uh, we'd never just to be clear, uh, you know, I had some instruments like John knew how to we, we all kind of knew Nate, you were a pretty good piano player. John, you could play the acoustic guitar pretty well. None of us had ever played like lead guitar. None of us had really ever played the bass, but that's super easy. Even like a monkey, PJ figured <laughs> that out. So, um, and John was a really good drummer, but John, we we he had written a bunch of songs and was going to play the guitar, and so we didn't have a drummer. And so we were like, well, let's let's see if we can <laughs> let's see if we can put together some some uh, some some demo tracks for the, and, and try out to be the opening band for OK Go, right? Remember that name? Yeah. And we actually did. We submitted a demo tape and, or a demo CD and we got turned down summarily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't think they listened to our songs. 
Probably not. <laughs> no, but the actually the opening act they got was really good. It was a band called really Give good. That and they were they were like better than OK Go. Yeah, they were they were really good. They're not around anymore, but they were they probably like their drummer went on a mission or something and like screwed yeah. up. <laughs> that was um, us. So um, oh, that's we right. Poisoned them after they took our spot. But uh, basically, um, I remember I so we I rec- we recorded all those songs in the basement. So and I say we, I basically played and recorded all the songs, and you got John played the drums because I couldn't play the drums. But uh, and we submitted that and were unsuccessful. That was going to be our first. That was going to be a breakout, right? That's where the world yeah. would discover us. Oh, it would have been a total embarrassment too. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I mean, it was like it was like a packed. Uh, what would you call it? Concert yes. hall, auditorium, or whatever. Yeah, it was. yeah. with a balcony. And we would have, we would have sucked. <laughs> yeah, we have never played a show. Do you, do you guys we remember played, when that happened? When that happened, we had already played a few shows. It wouldn't have been a oh, disaster. No, we had not. No, I, was, I think we had. We had not. I, don't I know think that. So. Because I borrowed like this crappy electric guitar from a friend of mine to like play the electric guitar parts, and I, I didn't. I had no idea like how to do tone on electric guitar or anything. It, we never played a show. Okay. We were just going to show up there. Yeah, that would, it would have sucked. <laughs> Bad. Nate, do you remember what our first show was? Uh, was it 4th of July, Freeman's birthday? Yeah. Yeah. In the park. The show rocked. Man. It was actually really good. Yeah. yeah. We'd, been, we'd been fine. <laughs> no, it would have been a disaster. <laughs> Damn, do you remember writing uh, Hebrew and Elizabeth with me on Thanksgiving? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was there was some collaboration that, that you know the songwriting process was very sort of somebody would have some ideas and then we'd get together and you know I I imagine it similar to how the Beatles operated. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. With more Except talent, with more talent on our end. They just got lucky with some chord progressions and yeah. we were raw, you know, artistic talent. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, they might have been bigger than Jesus, but we weren't too far behind. Yeah. We, let's John, when did you write most of your songs? Because you wrote a lot of the songs. Um, a few in college, and then I don't know, just here and there. Yeah, I'm still writing hits, hit after hit. Yeah. Oh, so you oh, have a song called "Hit After Hit." Yeah, <laughs> it's to the tune of, tune of that time after time. Oh, I it's about domestic you. violence. <laughs> it's about domestic violence. <laughs> did Joseph say that? Yeah, Joseph, Joseph. you on the call? Yeah, I'm mostly muted, but I do. When I have an <laughs> idea of something to say, I'll unmute. As a zinger. <laughs> so Joseph, well, Joseph, you did you did attend one show? Do you remember that? Yeah, well, actually, it's been, well, yeah, I attended. I attended as a spectator on one at Elitch's, which I I can't remember if I actually was the one that sort of set that up. I want to say I did, but I I don't know if I can accurately take credit for that. And then the one time I played with the band was like in the church cultural mm-hmm. hall. Oh, that's right. yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. But yeah, those were the, those were my two moments of glory. Yeah. Um, you didn't set up the Elitch's show. That was Marcella. Uh, you did set it up in the sense that you helped set up the equipment, the sound equipment. That's what I meant. Is, is that what you meant? That's what I was talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, you did. Uh, you did. Um, and you ran the sound force at that. That was like the best. That was the only time we had Are like you sure a- that was Marcella that set that up? Because I kind of remember like talking to people and, and maybe not. <laughs> no, you I don't. don't. <laughs> yeah, you were calling Elitches <laughs> and booking shows for us. 
from Arizona? I think I did. <laughs> no, you didn't. I remember after the show, you were making out with a bunch of groupies. Yeah. They made out with me. I was not participating <laughs> in that. I was married at the time. It, it was it was cheerleader day at Elitches. Remember that when we were there? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Topless cheerleader day, yeah. Man, I, I don't remember that at all, but now you say that. I don't either. Was that, is that true? You just being... No, no, sorry. really. Like, there was a bunch of teams. I think they did, like, a little, like, cheer off at one point. Like yeah. while we were rocking out, okay, not really that part, but we did have like a competition or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we set up right there at the entrance of Elitches, and we were. That was actually a really good show. We were we were finally. That was probably a year and you know into us playing, uh-huh. and we had some a few live shows under our well, a few. We probably had played fifteen times by then, maybe. Yeah, and uh, we we actually all kind of knew how to play our instruments, and Joseph was mixing stuff and. And, uh, you know, that's the first time we ever played. Remember that you wrote a song, Nate, that was kind of a cool song and uh, that we played the first time there. <laughs> first time I wrote something that didn't just suck. No, no it was a good song. And, uh, and, and, and I recorded that. I, I set up a video camera and recorded like the first like six minutes of the show. And then, it, then somehow it stopped. The battery died or something. So, um, so how, where did we come up with the name? You came up with it. No, that was me. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you know, we really, um, uh, I, I think we missed, I, I think had we had a different name, like the Sunshine Rebellion. Um, yeah. We, we, it, we we'd be famous have, right now. Yeah, we'd be living, you know, living in California. Nathan, do you remember the name that you came up with? Yeah. What, what was that, Nate? I don't want to say it. It's <laughs> it was Wagon. It was Wagon. That's a pretty good name, too. Yeah, we also thought I about... On the band Wagon. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, we also like thought about... Off the wagon. Yeah. Sorry, I'm talking over. That's <laughs> all right. Just pointing out that my band name sucked. <laughs> we thought about the name Coaster as a name. Do you remember that? Did we? Yeah, we did. Uh, what, what other names did we John, didn't you want to do uh, The Turds of Misery, but someone had already taken that one? Um, that sounds like something I'd say. It sounds like something you would make up that I said. <laughs> the Turds of Misery is a real band, John. You were the one who showed them. Really? Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna have to look them up. Sound awesome. Yeah. Well, again, we would have been famous if we would have been able to get that one. You know, the funny thing about Elitch's is that was probably our best show, but also our last show. Was it our last show? Yeah, we never played after that. Wow. But we sure? played in a bar one time. Yeah. Played in JJ's bar in Laramie. Yeah. I've got a funny yeah, story JJ's about bar. that. Let's hear it. So we play at JJ's bar and, and, you know, I would get on Facebook and invite my friends and stuff and, uh, you know, if you want to come out, you can come out and see the show. And um, I was kind of like interested in Heather at the time while we were doing this band. So I think it was, it must've been like 2008. So it was right before we started dating. Um, and she had kind of like snubbed me and didn't really want to have anything to do with me, but her friend wanted to come and see us play because she thought PJ was hot. Uh, and so she and Heather came to the show at JJ's bar and that was like the first time Heather ever was like, wow, Nate's kind of cute. And, and that kind of like sparked things. So I have my marriage. I, I have uh, the band to thank for my, me getting married. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah actually, That's Heather talked story. about that. Remember in the court courtship episode, she talked about that. 
Oh, I didn't. I don't know that. Yeah. I don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, the band is actually the reason that I got divorced. So oh. <laughs> yeah. So there's well, that's a bummer, John. <laughs> Does anybody have? (laughs) We played at Elitch's, and John's like, "I'm done with this marriage thing." John was like, "These cheerleader contests are pretty cool." (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) All right, so let's all let's all share a good memory, favorite memory, worst memory. Uh, Who wants to go first, Joseph? Since you want my favorite you memory or my worst? You, you did have one of the Joseph. I will say this: you had the best, uh, probably the best quote of this podcast when John said his song was called "Hit After Hit" and you said it was about domestic violence. <laughs> really You're inappropriate. Welcome. Really, but um, I was over there singing time after time, <laughs> and you, you know, came out. Also applies to domestic violence. violence. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, well, jo- Joseph, good memory. Then I will find you. Time after time, <laughs> you can run, you can hide. That's creepy. I don't think that's the right words. <laughs> <laughs> I will be waiting. <laughs> I think those were the right words. <laughs> and, and I think if you think about pretty much any love song in the context of domestic violence, it can apply. Yeah, it'll work. Yeah. So, so I guess yeah. it wasn't that clever, Joseph. Faithfully by Journey. Yep. All right. I'm trying Read to the think lyrics. The lyrics. It's about yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Joseph, while you're talking, I'll find the lyrics to if that applies. I'm not, I, you know, again, I I have some good memories just because I remember like um, seeing it happen and thinking that's pretty cool that we're, or that, you know, our family's involved in something like that. So, and, and when I got to perform on stage and stuff with you guys, I was, I think I forgot the lyrics and my voice didn't was like shot from trying to shout sing and stuff like that. So, but, um, no, overall I, I remember thinking, man, I'm sad. I'm not there to, to do more of this stuff with everybody. Plus the other hard thing for me is I don't have really any skill on any instrument, drums, piano, guitar. Um, you know, I, that I, I don't know what I would have done, honestly, had I been around, maybe I would have learned to play an instrument, You're but kidding, I, right. You're, you would have been the lead singer. You've got the best voice of all of us. Well, I don't know and if that's true either. Also, Joseph, n- not having a skill on an instrument is not uh, stopping any of us from playing. <laughs> well, I guess I would have learned to fake an instrument just like the rest of you. But <laughs> yes, you would have. So, but no, I mean that was that was probably the hardest thing was living so far away and not being able to to do it. And you know, being on stage and being you know performing that's you know, that's cool. But the, the, the cooler thing was like that it was just brothers and cool time spending together and making music and kind of translating our sunshine generation training into something that we felt like was more fulfilling, I guess. Did you just say sunshine generation training? That's what I said. (laughs) You're you're, uh, really giving that a lot more credit than no, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was like Juilliard. It was like Juilliard. Sunshine generation tutelage. It's like Juilliard. Hey, I, can I go next? You can, yeah. So, um, we, we did a show in a coffee shop one time 
it was really small. It was really cramped. And uh, so we, you know, we crammed all of our instruments and our amps and everything into this little tiny area where we cleared chairs out. And, and it was pretty packed in there, too. There's a lot of people. So as soon as we started playing, Sam, you had your guitar amp turned way too loud. And uh, people were, like, putting their hands over their ears. <laughs> and, like, I mean, there are little kids there, too. And kids were, like, climbing under the table. And we were just, like, way, way too loud for any venue, but especially this little uh, coffee shop. Yeah. And uh, I, think, I think people were more pissed off than they were. <laughs> like anything else just because of volume but you didn't even care either you just kept, and you'd like <laughs> you'd like almost antagonize the crowd with like little riffs on the guitar just to show how loud and obnoxious it was That's but uh funny. i think i think the <clears throat> best part of having that band was was really in sam's basement right practicing and uh you know just laughing and screw around, screwing around and learning each other's songs and uh I don't know. It was just those bonding moments. I think were really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. Just making music and and uh, some fun. And we did miss you, Joseph. It did. It, it didn't feel complete without Joseph there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it sucked because you you can't just like relocate and quit your job for a stupid band. But that that was hard. Yeah. You don't know how close I came several times. <laughs> hey, Joseph, could you hear the sarcasm in his voice because we asked you to do that several times i remember a conversation i was like wait no so you can't just quit your job so you're like working for a bank there are banks in cheyenne wyoming everywhere there's banks literally in every town um uh worst memory i'll, I'll do that first was pretty much every time we had to set up um, there, it, I don't honestly don't remember a time where the setup was just like really smooth. We got everything set up. It was ready to go. There was always some like amp that wasn't working or, you know, we're in this tiny space trying to figure out how to get the sound right. And, 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 and I would keep buying like equipment to try to like, you know, m create a better sound and, and to make things work more smoothly. And I bought this rack that we could put everything in. So we weren't have to plug everything in. And, but there would be like a cord that wouldn't work or there would be, you know, the power source was too weak and we're trying to figure stuff out. So that was always uh, really stressful <laughs> right before we would have to go on and play. That's probably why I played the guitar so loud. Cause I was just like, you know, I, I hate this. I, just, like, this rage guitar. I don't care. I don't care about any of this. Um, but, you know, one of my favorite, and not probably, John, you're right. I mean, it was just, you know, it was just playing together and, like, making music. And and, and actually, you know, we talk about it like we really sucked. We didn't. I've, I've listened to some of our shows, and, and we were actually not bad. Um, we got better as we got, as we played more. But um, <clears throat> one of my favorite shows, do you remember when we played in that hotel? Like, in Here's the lobby the, uh, of the hotel? In Cheyenne, right? Yeah, it was in Cheyenne. And uh, two things about that. Uh, we used a real piano. Uh, there was like a baby, there was a grand piano in there. Do you remember that name? Yes. Yeah. And so that was cool. And also Andrew, <laughs> and I'll give Andrew crap about this when we talk to him next, but um, he would play really loud. Uh, he's a really good drummer, but he would play really loud. And, and so um, he, but in the hotel, we had to be kind of quiet. And so he was playing with like his, um, with his brushes. And so we, it was just kind of a different, more chill sound, I think in that, in that place. But the, but the other thing about that is uh, we took a break and during the break, somebody like passed a hat around and we collected like 75 bucks. Do you guys remember that? Uh, I never saw any money from that. 
<laughs> no, we, we split it up. It may have been more than that because I think we all got like 20 bucks or something. But that's probably the only time that we got paid to play. Um, it's the only time we, we didn't have to pay someone else to let us play. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> Um, but that was kind of a that was kind of a cool show, and, and then there was this guy there, and he wanted us to do like another show um, in the hotel. Did you remember this? He was like, "Yeah, I do remember this." Wanted us to like you know come and do another big show, and he wanted to promote. He was going to promote us. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was kind of a cool sort of moment in our band trajectory. Nate, um, I'm trying to think of a bad memory, like. I know there, there was a time where I wanted to like try to play guitar for a song and I can't remember what song it was. Um, but I, I don't know how to play the guitar that well. I know like six chords and those chords I can't play well. Um, so I tried to do that and it ended up sounding really bad. And I like, I think I forgot the words and it was just kind of a tank of a song. Um, I mean, that's the only really bad memory I can remember. I mean, even when we weren't like sounding great, like we had a lot of fun, we had a lot of energy you know, like I could get up and do karate moves during Taekwondo hero and stuff and like do a backflip at one time. And I think I like hurt my back one time doing it, but, <laughs> um, like best memory. Um, I don't know. It was, I, I, I remember writing Hebrew Elizabeth with you and I had, you know, I had the chord progression, but then we kind of made up this song and, and it's still like, I think it's a great song. It's, kind of funny and weird and interesting and it's got some cool lyrics to it so that like for me personally i think that was probably my favorite memory of hermano yeah for those that heber heber and elizabeth and i don't know why we came up with this idea but in the flds church there are you know this is polygamist right and and they, they there's too many like younger like teenage boys and so they send them away and so this song is like a love song about a boy that got sent away and came back and like got his 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 girlfriend who was living in this like FLDS community <laughs> and they ran off together yeah. and so they had this like forbidden love anyway because anyway it's, it's a good song I remember anytime Nathan would try to explain it at the beginning of the song it would be totally <laughs> awkward. <laughs> <laughs> any, any FLDS people out there? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this isn't going to translate, but it's a good song. And uh, my favorite line is, is she wore a jeans beneath her dress or the jeans she wore beneath her dress was her disguise or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're, they're like notorious for wearing these like pioneer dresses with jeans underneath for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Like chastity jeans. Yeah. <laughs> I think they sew chastity on the, the, the word on the, the back pockets, on the, butt. the butt pockets. Yeah. Chastity. Yeah. I also What's have that? chastity jeans, but they're not related to the FLDS church. What are they? They're just jeans that I wear. <laughs> it, it says chastity on the crotch. <laughs> Heather's like, Nate, get your chastity jeans on. We are going to a nice dinner you are gonna wear your chastity jeans <laughs> extra no thick fabric in the front no <laughs> extra thick jean fabric so nate you know he doesn't doesn't burst through it or what what would that <laughs> yes all right there's like a lot of clasps on the front no let's keep going with this chastity jeans. <laughs> <Locked clasp. laughs> okay by the way um burlap throughout yeah uh, I was going to read the words faithfully, but uh, they're not really that relatable. 
are related to uh are they or are they not about domestic violence well they say the road ain't no place to start a family right down the line it's been you and me and loving a music man ain't always what it's supposed to be girl you stand by me i'm yours forever yours. imagine him screaming that in her face though yeah <laughs> <laughs> loving a music man ain't all it's what it's supposed to be <laughs> yeah with a really high falsetto <laughs> stand by me stand by me <laughs> I'm forever yours, faithfully. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I think domestic you can turn any song into a song about domestic violence. Like, you know, yeah, you just scream it at someone, or or saying a really creepy, like whispered sneer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like okay. Good. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. <laughs> everything that makes me. Joseph. <laughs> Joseph. Yeah. What? <laughs> Thank, thanks for giving us that. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I just want to make sure you're still on. Who is that? Oh, still here. We got, we got a kid. All right, guys. Hey, I'm gonna. I gotta switch over the other one. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Too. Love you too. See you guys. Love you too. Bye. But um, let's let's start off um, talking about the the drummer transition. Uh, Kevin, why don't you talk about how you uh, actually, Kevin, talk about how you became the drummer <laughs> and then we'll talk about how you unbecame the drummer. <laughs> first of all, first of all, let's do this. Andrew, introduce yourself. We have a special guest. John likes it when I call him the special guest. But we actually have a okay. special guest on. Andrew, introduce yourself. Yeah. My name is Andrew Martin and I like to play the drums. Oh, geez. <laughs> you like the party? <laughs> I know it's like, yep. <laughs> uh, I get. I don't know what you want me to say. I'm the only one that was in the band that wasn't related. Yeah, <laughs> we've That's actually good. we've sprinkled Andrew in a lot of our like family endeavors. He was yeah. also um, one of the, <laughs> the guest stars in in Driving. Yeah, you, yeah. you may not know the that. Hobo. But, mm-hmm. yeah. One of the best episodes, actually. Well, no, he was, was also John the and... father of one of Kristen's kids, right? <laughs> yeah, one of. That you, you can't, can't prove, prove that. that. You can't Nothing prove that. Today. Actually, we can. There's paternity <laughs> testing that has proved that. <laughs> I need one beard hair clipping, Andrew. Just one. And Andrew, you're a barber now, right? Like, I am a barber. Barber, yeah. That's pretty cool. Kevin knows. He came one time. He didn't like it. <laughs> um, too, too, got awkward. Uh, too intimate. <laughs> He's still sore about me taking. taking that's right. I came to face you about taking the, the band, the drummer position, and I just couldn't man up to it. So, <laughs> so you so went to was. confront him. You went to his barbershop <laughs> to confront him about taking over as the drummer, Kevin. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. I went to I went to like beat him up, but he's still bigger and stronger than me as usual. So, <laughs> and that and that fade was just so smooth. He had a razor blade at my neck and. <laughs> Kevin, can Kevin even grow facial hair? I don't think he can. I I grow it in like the the white trashy parts. <laughs> Wait, stop, stop, stop. Andrew, as the professional, which parts are the white trashy parts? Uh, you know, you get a little, little little fuzz under the nose and uh, a little bit in the the chin in the middle. Sometimes the 
the sideburn. So like a <laughs> uh, Hitler mustache and a soul patch. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, the sides, like the, the corners <laughs> of the mouth. Sorry, not none of the nose. Oh, the corners of the mouth. So, <laughs> like a Fu Manchu, or no? What's the what's the like little the side? Man, it doesn't matter. No, he's talking in the very corners of your mouth. You just grow weird patches of hair in the corners of your mouth, Kevin. It's like there's. I would call it. Hair. I would call it something, but it might be racist. Racist. But, yeah, yeah, good. Let's not go there because I don't want to edit this a whole lot. So thank you, Andrew, <laughs> for not saying. That. I think we've met our racist quota for the the podcast. So. Uh, we, we're getting we're getting better about that. Um, but so uh, so Andrew, good. So barber professional barber um don't you work with one of your brothers in the barbershop uh i did sam started uh before i did and then he actually moved did you, to st did you Utah. did you uh push him out because you were a better barber than him <laughs> uh yes um okay, but, well. no, he, this whole episode gonna be super awkward between <laughs> kevin and andrew kevin being all past aggressive about it <laughs> Uh, probably. I, that was Sam my moved plan. Those are all my notes. Utah opened up a shop. Nice. Okay. Isn't it St. George? Is he? Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh, sorry. While you were talking over him, Kevin, that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, so Kevin, learn to play the drums. Tell us how you learned to play the drums. So, um, it turns out that in order to have a good band, you actually have to have somebody who can play the drums pretty well. Cause like the whole, you know, keeping tempo thing. And, uh, my, like my stint with the drums consisted basically of beating rock band on like medium difficulty. And so, yeah, I beat, I beat rock band on medium difficulty and then the family got real ambitious and we decided to start a band and, uh, everybody could play instruments except for the drummer. So that's, I, I took that spot and that's how yeah. I became the drummer. Now saying everybody could play instruments is kind of a stretch. That's how I got stuck with the bass. Yeah. Well, the bass was too heavy for me to hold for a whole time. <laughs> that's fair. Well, and <clears throat> so, yeah, we also talked about how none of us really knew how to play our instruments before we decided. And we also talked about <laughs> how we, we were going to open for, uh, okay go at a university of Wyoming concert and and had we gotten selected what a disaster that would have been so um you know we, yeah, were, we thought very highly of ourselves despite the fact that none of us really knew how to play instruments and when we submitted that um that recording sort of the demo songs like we didn't even have an electric guitar i like borrowed one crappy one from somebody but anyway and and also kevin the sequence of events so it's not like you learn you beat a uh, rock band on medium and then we're like okay let's start a band it was more like we were like let's start a band and kevin you're gonna play the drums so figure out how to play the drums and then you started playing rock band for like 13 hours every day no i was playing i was wasting my life on video games 13 hours a day way before the band yeah but it you, just ended up working out that, that I was playing the little drums 13 hours a day. Yeah. Also, um, just before we move on, it's kind of ironic that like we're a very musically talented family. And when we actually decide to like try and pursue something musically, it's in a field that like nobody has any experience in whatsoever. Like, what was our thought process there? Well, it was like, we, we can sing. Let's, let's, I don't think, um, you know, we could have probably put together like a, a, a wind ensemble with like PJ playing the trumpet and me playing the French horn and you playing the saxophone, but that doesn't sound very fun. That would have been sweet. That would have been sweet. Mm. 
Andrew, I think it sounds really fun. Andrew, would you go to that concert? Uh, no, Sam. I yeah. I don't think I would. Exactly. You would be playing so, drums at that <laughs> concert. That's no. Well, that's what I mean. Is I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been able to join the band if you guys did that. Yeah, you know why? Because there's no drummer in a saxophone, French horn, trumpet. I'm sorry. Song. I beg to differ because Andrew and I played in a jazz band in junior high together while I was playing the saxophone and he was playing the drums. So you're mistaken there. Touche. Touche. And, and have you ever heard of a little band called Chicago? Maybe. <laughs> okay. Just let me, let me just clear up the record real quick. Kevin, how many instruments are there in a jazz band? Um, it depends on the size of the band. Well, the smallest <laughs> oh. jazz band that you can think of. <laughs> well, I mean, a one man band can get pretty jazzy, Sam. Okay. Fine. Fair enough. <laughs> So, so here's Andrew. How did you you learn to play the drums in like junior high jazz band? Is that what I'm getting out of this? Uh, actually, I, I started playing when I was about twelve. I don't know if you guys remember Fletcher Tricado. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. He uh, had this old drum set, and at the time he started uh, coming to our church and playing the drums in our like Sunday night service that we had for college kids and i thought you know the drums were the coolest thing ever so he gave me his old drum set and started teaching me how to play which really consisted of like i think he gave me two lessons and uh and then he would flake out when i was supposed to meet him so <laughs> well and uh, let's, let's let's self- like learning, <laughs> learning to play the drums is like learning to bang on stuff so i mean how many lessons are there in that whole i mean process? it's true i mean he he set me on my path there I am. So yeah, just like uh, three, uh, like a you know. Obviously, I'm not a musician. I'm a drummer, uh, because I just learned how to play by ear, and uh, so yeah, he just gave me a a four four rock beat to practice over and over, and well, that's all I ever played with Herman O. So <laughs> didn't, didn't he stop meeting with you because you insisted on playing only in your whitey tighties? I told you that incompetence. <laughs> <laughs> and your dad, Andrew, was like, Andrew, you can't, this is a church service. You have to put clothes on. <laughs> the college kids loved it. Um, I, and, and Andrew, to Andrew, be clear, I didn't start playing in the church until later. <laughs> and you were fully clothed. <clears throat> um, Partially. Andrew, I, I have to say this. You were, you were a really good drummer, and no, no, to, not to take anything away from Kevin. Kevin did did a fine job in the. I mean, let's not kid ourselves here. Andrew is an exceptional drummer, and I was like, <laughs> there. I was the drummer because nobody else was there, and then you're like, oh, Andrew can play the drums, and Kevin's leaving. Like, it's not like to clear the record. Andrew didn't like kick me out of the band. He's an excellent drummer, but like, I was leaving on my I mean, mission. I, I wasn't a great drummer. You probably. <laughs> let's we, we let's be real. Like, I could have played the cowbell, the tambourine. Like if, if I was present, I would have still been a part of the band in one way or the, another, but like we're intelligent Sound enough guy. to know that Andrew is like, it, it would be like a five-year-old trying to play college football. Wow. Come on, Kevin. You yeah, come on. Give a little more credit come than on. that. Come on. Come on. Five-year-old. Come on. You would have gotten murdered. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no, I mean, it was, it was definitely, so, so I will say this, uh, Kevin and, and Kevin, you'll remember this. I bought that electric drum set. I mean, it was a nice electric drum set. I mean, it felt sort mm-hmm. of like a real drum set. 
and, yeah. and you could then then really nice thing about it is we could control the volume of it. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a huge plus on your side, Kevin, because when Andrew came on, uh, we couldn't control the volume of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you I, you could also modulate uh, you could modulate the tempo on your computer as well, and like try and fix when I was just like. Screwed the job, yeah. Randomly swinging sticks around. But um, Andrew, Andrew would rock. I mean, he would he, those yeah. symbols. I mean, so that was why I ended up buying in-ear monitors was because like we couldn't hear ourselves playing, and uh, Andrew was. Just he was like, known oh. as the loudest drummer in Albany, can. No, but it, I mean, you, you you have to buy an amp that goes to eleven because that's how hard Andrew rocks. So. Yeah. But I do remember, Andrew, I remember the first time, where, do you remember the first time you played with us? Like we, we had a practice. Do you remember that, Andrew? Uh, I mean, was it in your parents' basement? Probably. Yeah, down in the studio. But I remember yeah. being like, wow, this is like, because those electric drums are nice. And, and like I said, because you could sort of like control the volume. But it, there's something about like real drums that makes you feel like, wow, we're really a. Yeah, get that reverb, the reverb off the Shumway basement hardwood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some some high quality reverb down there. <clears throat> um, and so so Kevin, uh, how many shows did you play with us, Kevin? Um, probably like six, if yeah. I'm guessing. I don't know, it was a long time ago. Yeah. I remember playing at Freedom Has a Birthday. Uh, um, I remember playing at a park in Cheyenne. Um, I'm really glad, sorry to interrupt, but that really, I'm glad you said that Freedom Has a Birthday because that reminds me, that's the first time that I saw you guys playing and I heckled you with Freebird. <laughs> that's <laughs> classic. Played, that's so original, Andrew. Did you just think of that? <laughs> no, I saw, I saw Nathan and I, <laughs> I was like, because I didn't know you guys had a band. I thought it was cool. And uh, so I just kept yelling, Freebird! And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was funny after the first time, but Nathan was like, shut up. It wasn't and funny. we decided to put him in our band. <laughs> I went to jail. <laughs> I was in jail for three days for that. <laughs> That's because he ran up to the stage in nothing but his whitey ties. It had nothing to do with him saying, you know, calling for Freebird. Playing drums, playing drums. He wouldn't stop yelling Freebird from the cell. Yeah. Um, so Kevin, you left, uh, left, went on a mission, right? Yep. Yes, I did. Um, so allegedly, <laughs> I actually went to uh, try and train to be a part of BYU's football team, but I couldn't make the cut. So yeah, that's too bad. Um, <laughs> that, that's a joke because the you know the commentators always talk about how BYU football players are old and like super strong because yeah. they're twenty. That's the all. ones that go on missions, right? I thought I explained. <laughs> to to wait, yeah. wait, that's not that's not true. That's not a thing. <laughs> yes, they just have a- when I got back from my mission, I was fat and broken <laughs> and slow. When you left from your mission, you were fat, broken, that's and slow, what, PJ. That's what I said, right? And you said when you got back. <laughs> oh, when when I got back, I was still fat, broken, and slow. Um. <clears throat> so, uh, hey, Andrew, I have a question for you. John talked about you. You, you remember the Elitches show? Oh yeah. Yeah. Was that the last show? Memories. (laughs) Why is that? It's probably the most people that I've played for that were walking by. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember, do you remember the uh, cheerleader camp that was there? 
Yeah, they, yeah, that was uh, the most teenage girls I've ever played in front of, <laughs> and uh, and none of them were interested at all. Oh, I don't know. Girls always love the drummer. I saw I saw a couple of them looking at. I think it's like the placement was hilarious because it was like the, we were at the end, the very entrance of the park. Uh huh. I was like, like who, who are these schmucks? <laughs> playing playing songs about Nintendo. <laughs> People were forced to listen to us. I mean, it was great. Yeah. And, I mean, it's exposure. And, yeah. I mean, you know. And as I recall, we were supposed to get like free passes to the park, and they were like, uh, no. You're going to have to pay for it. That's not part of it. So I think, we, I think we snuck in. Yeah. I did back well, into no, somebody we... in the parking lot. Do you remember that? <laughs> uh, you probably don't remember. I think that. we. Uh, that was uh i feel like they put somebody on us to watch us to make sure that we didn't sneak up into the park <laughs> probably they don't mess around at elitches <laughs> when you're talking about admissions <laughs> so let's uh let's just was that talk- the last go ahead andrew sorry was that the last sh- was that the last show that we did they said it john said it was and and it may have been cuz the ones that i'm vaguely remembering are the we did the one at the in the Cheyenne Park. Yeah. Like before they had a movie in the uh-huh. in the summertime. Yeah. And then we did one at the Plains Hotel. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, that was uh, kind of like Herman O. Unplugged. You, you, you know why it was a good one? Because all Andrew had were some bongos and he didn't have his symbols. <laughs> no, he played with his <laughs> yeah, brushes. Yeah, I had to use brushes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, that's right. Okay. Didn't you guys play at Coal Creek? Is that a thing? Yeah, we played at Coal oh, Creek a few times. No, well, it was uh, the ground. Oh yeah, yeah okay. coffee shop. But we had some good shows there. Yep. Yeah. Oh, in the fireside. Oh, I was gonna say the. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of the. You just said you know think of some memories, and I actually was thinking about this today. And uh, two things happened at the fireside. <clears throat> it's the first time that um, I sang lead yeah. on a song and played the drums at the same time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we we uh, yeah we played Desperado uh-huh. and. One of the things I remember from that is uh, Cassidy coming up later and saying, uh, so you guys like a country band now? Because <laughs> I, I didn't sing it necessarily like the Eagles version. I sang it like the uh, – uh, Clint Black name? version or what? Clint Black, the Clint Black version. And, uh, Desperado. Yeah. Um, that was a good time. The other thing about that was, uh, was when uh, your mom walked in and she said, well, this is the first time I've been in a bar. And she laughed. And then she looked at me and she said, just kidding. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought, Susan. Edgy. I've been in two <laughs> bars. I, <laughs> this is the first time I've been sober in a bar. We did a sunshine well, I, show in the bar at the Elks Lodge. So there's that. I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't look at your mom the same way ever again. <laughs> Didn't mom have us do a couple shows at the street dances? Yeah, probably. Those aren't those are open air bars. Mm. Get out there, and make mommy a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Shake it. Okay, so uh, before we go there, because uh, we're not going to go there, by the way, um, <laughs> raining it in. So, any bad memories, Andrew? That were just like, oh my gosh. Uh, just was sort of bad, really? only because well. I, Oh, it wasn't like anything we did. It was just like I, I've never got so many frowns from high school cheerleaders before. 
<laughs> oh, we're, That's we're very used to that, Andrew. <laughs> right. And then, well, that was also the, uh, <laughs> that was the day that the University of Wyoming was playing the University of Texas. Um, and uh, I was going to go to the game, and then you guys scheduled that gig. And I was like, oh, come on. But yeah. it ended up being fun. Yeah. Sort of. Wow. That's a big downer. To... <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah, that, I don't have any bad memories. Of... It was also the day his son was born. <laughs> <laughs> we scheduled that gig. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was a fun show. It was it was, but it was weird. It was super weird. I mean, we're standing in front of the giant Ferris wheel, right at the entrance of Elite. Yep. Playing. Yep. Playing our songs. They didn't let you play on the Ferris wheel. Hmm. No. They didn't. It, Kevin, it wasn't a Beatles like video. It wasn't a hard day's sounds, night. Sounds like you missed an opportunity <laughs> there. Um, okay, so PJ, good memories, bad memories. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I think the Fireside Lounge is the least number of people I've ever performed in front of. It was like Marcella, Mom, and Cassidy, and no one else was there. Well, and I think Cassidy invited Jen. There was nobody like on the dance floor. I mean, we still rocked it out and like played our hearts out. But seriously, there was no one there. And I think it was I remember, a like a Thursday night. In, like, walking back out. <laughs> it was like a Thursday afternoon at two o'clock. <laughs> but that was, that was, it was still fun. I mean, like, I was kind of serious when I texted early and said I had no bad memories. And then you and John talked about how you guys are always jerks to me. And I remember that. But, yeah. Um, good memories. I mean, I think, you remember the show we did at the Baker building in the church? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was fun when Joel was playing the bongos. And, and that was, oh, was Kevin. Fun. Kevin, that was you pre and I was right? there for that, yeah. Okay. Yep. I think that might have but been Andrew, your last show, Kevin, before you left. It could have been. Yeah. Andrew didn't play that one? Mm-mm. No, he was I, there. I don't think so. Are you sure? It was. I thought, I thought you were there. It may actually it may have been John. Because John, oh, John took the, uh, the songs that required more than, than – a snare drum and a hi-hat so i get confused for john a lot so <laughs> that's true <laughs> but i think that was that was a fun show you know setting up and we had like a little slideshow uh yeah did we really a fun one. We had a slideshow yeah oh, yeah we had pictures like pictures of stuff pictures going yeah it was like psychedelic stuff no i don't remember um i put it together but we had like ninjas fighting and <laughs> during I think yeah. all, all the shows that I ever did, uh, people were like waiting for something else to happen. So <laughs> the Cheyenne, the Cheyenne gig, you know, like people are like going to watch a movie after this, just mm-hmm. like, oh, get these guys off the stage. And like, you know, then, then there was the Elage gardens. People are just looking to go somewhere else. And then the fireside, <laughs> it was like, people are just looking to drown their sorrows. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's yeah. like three bar flies and it, your mom. So- so, what, so, so I would say one of the one of the proudest moments was I was in Walmart like four years after we'd already stopped, and so a guy came up to me. He's like, "Hey, are you still doing Herman O? Seriously, I love you guys." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like it was our I think our one fan, and he would always come with his wife, and he'd come and listen listen to our shows. He's like, "You guys are you guys are awesome." Seriously? So now, yeah, no, it was like four or five years after, maybe even longer, but it was yeah, it was pretty cool. Do you remember the poster that I drew? Yes. Didn't it have like a car in it? <laughs> it was like, it was basically, like, I just ripped it off from basically Napoleon Dynamite drawings. Mm-hmm. 
He's <laughs> just like lined paper and like a blue pen, like a unicorn and different <laughs> hey, characters. Speaking I of, wish we still had that. Speaking of which, um, uh, your wife took a bunch of pictures and put them on Facebook, and they're still there. Don't, I, that's like the only like record of Hermano that we have. So we're <laughs> never to delete those. Not, or, not true. I, I'm going to post a couple of videos to Facebook. Oh, what so. videos do you have? We've got, we've got a whole show. We've got the entire uh, Washington Park Oh, man, that one show. was, yeah, so it's that on was our first ever show, and it was not It was not great. Our, yeah. It was something. It was, yeah, we, we were up there, up there <laughs> was, playing. We had some, Thank goodness we weren't at the, at the ANS auditorium with a balcony and a whole auditorium full of people. <laughs> that could have been our first show. Yeah. Would have been amazing. That, thing's <laughs> that I mean, that would have been like unforgettable, even if it sucked. Hey, um, so I have a question, and and uh, and then uh, Kevin, you can talk about best horse memories. I already talked about mine, but you remember the, sh- the show that we did at the at the Plains Hotel? Do you guys remember that we did like an intermission and they like passed a hat around and like everybody put money in it? Do you remember that? I think uh, no, I don't. This silence. That was the same silence. I guess. I that guess Sam got the like, money. That was like Sam's the only one that yeah, I, I think. I think in order to remember that, Sam, people would have had to have received some of the money that was put in the hat. No, I distinctly remember I, being like, "There's like eighty bucks in here. We'll all take twenty bucks." Yeah, I think I remember getting twenty bucks for gas. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah, I, I recall that. Okay, that might have been my only paying gig if I think about it. Yeah, no, it was definitely our. Only <laughs> I must not be very good if I'm not getting paid to play. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, Kevin. Andrew, weren't you paying dues for a while to be in the band? What? <laughs> Never mind. Oh, 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 dues. I'm sorry. I thought you said dudes. I was like, <laughs> weren't uh... you paying dues? <laughs> I don't remember there were that. There's two dudes that we'd send around and collect money from the band members. You want to play another concert, Andrew? Give me money. <laughs> All right, dude. Who are you guys? <laughs> we're the dudes. <laughs> we're the dudes, Andrew pays. <laughs> The dudes, dudes. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> yes. Memories, good or bad. So I don't know if you guys remember, but um, there was this one, and it's a good. I don't have bad memories. <laughs> like they were all awesome memories where we got to spend time. But one memory, one good memory I have is me, you, uh, Nathan. Well, I say you, me, Sam, Nathan, and PJ went to new to you. And we decided we were going to get a, a album cover or something. And we just put on John like found, yeah, John was there too. We found yeah. fur coats and just like put them on and just decided to take pictures of, and it was, it was behind this wall of like purses. And I'm sure you have to remember it. But oh, yeah. It was just like, that was probably the most uh, feedback I'd gotten on social media like ever. Cause we ended up posting on a social media and like people responded to it. And I mean, granted, I didn't get a lot of, of feedback on social media, but people thought it was like kind of funny and cool and neat. And so that was really fun. Um, just didn't I, didn't I Photoshop, didn't I Photoshop that photo? You did. I don't know. I kept in, yeah, I kept you did. You put like a myself. space <laughs> into our creative process. Myself. Yeah. Well, just into your family. Cause it's like, yeah. I wanted attention. So I was like, Oh, look guys, I put my face in your family photo. Didn't again. you just like superimpose your head on my, my body. <laughs> I, man, I, I want to say it did something like that. Cause we like, we use it as another like show poster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you did. You but did. It was good. 
I don't, but it's cool to hear the backstory on the, well, and that's the new to you Cause I still, I still see that picture and it's like really like nostalgic for me because you know, that was, I don't know. We even played a show and we we're just like talking about being a band and we're like, well, we got to take some band pictures. We're all just hanging out. <laughs> we're like, let's go get yeah. some, let's go find some clothes and do it. And remember the lady like ran us off. She's like, unless yeah. you're going to buy those. Yeah. Uh, take them off. You can't wear those. Yeah. We're a rock band and we will tear this store apart. <laughs> I do, I do have a, Sorry, I, I do have a bad memory that I remember. So yes. um, one bad memory is that there was Hermano memorabilia made. So like there was this like baseball tee Hermano shirt. There was some like t-shirts that were made. And I thought I was in possession of one of them at one, one time. And then I left on my mission. And like basically my possessions became whoever wants to take them. And I didn't end up receiving or getting any Hermano memorabilia. I'm they were actually sure, like really cool. I'm pretty sure there was one t-shirt made and Sam gave it to me for my birthday and I still have it in my closet. Oh, is it, it a t-shirt? Cause I, is it a t-shirt? Cause I know for a fact that there was a baseball tee. Well, I've got the, I've got, it's a t-shirt. Yeah. I've got the t-shirt. Cause there was I feel a baseball like that, tee. I feel like that happened to me any time that I stayed the night at your guys' house because <laughs> like pretty soon I'd see like, Trent Covington. Like you say, Trent Covington wearing my shirt later. It's like, how did it end up there? <laughs> Andrew's parents always got really confused when he came home only in his underwear. <laughs> like, where well, is your right. clothes? <laughs> Andrew. The yeah, naked drummer the began. <laughs> they also got really confused when I'd show up at their house without any clothes on. That did happen. It's like, it's, it did happen when we lived in West Laramie. I walked to your house without like a shirt and shoes on and, and your dad's like, Kevin, go home. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Don't know why, but I'll go home. If you say so. <laughs> Don't know how I got here. But <laughs> Which way is home? home now? <laughs> Wait, Andrew, did you live, you lived in Westland? <laughs> yeah. They lived up the oh, street yeah. from us. Three, three. Yeah. Three, two, one, Arthur. Okay. Yeah. Do you get, does your family still live out there? No, no, we, we moved around a lot just within Laramie, but those are some of the fondest memories. Uh, I have to thank uh, Nathan for, well, and I guess I should be thanking one of you because you taught Nathan this, but uh, we're, we were in the same kindergarten class and uh, <clears throat> back then we only had like half days and we were supposed to go home after kindergarten but for some reason nathan and i thought it'd be cool to just roam the halls and nathan told me that um the middle finger actually just meant shut up and uh i'm pretty sure he he must learn that from one of you guys and uh so you guys remember mrs gunnerson no i want to say anyway so we got confronted the hallways like hey what do you what are you kids doing and so if you can imagine these two five-year-olds turning around at the end of the hall and just throwing up the bird and then uh and then running away uh so so thank you thank you for that um you're welcome and then yeah, who, who would have taught nathan that well, sam I, I, well andrew finished and then i'll tell you the story of nathan and the middle bird middle finger so but anyway uh i found out two things later that day one that the middle finger did not mean shut up and two nathan was a horrible liar um, <laughs> so we went home and uh either 
Sam or my brother uh, Sam or my brother Dave were, was giving me a hard time about something. So I gave him the middle finger, um, and uh, you know I got reprimanded, yeah. and I turned to Nate and said, "Well, Nate said it meant shut up," and Nate said, "Oh no, I didn't." <laughs> <laughs> so, when, Nate, when Nate was like probably two, three, maybe we uh, we we uh, and this is terrible. Uh, we decided to teach him to flip flip people off, just to stick up his middle finger. And so anytime we would say go. Uh, he would do it no matter what, who was there. We'd be like driving <laughs> on the road in a car, but be like, we like go and he just like flip people off. <laughs> He's like two years old. He's he like sitting like in the middle console, right? No, no seat belts, no car seats, just sitting in the middle, middle console. Go. Yeah, yeah. And we did some bad things. I mean, me and, me and Nathan are pretty hardcore. We, uh, we drove our, we rode our bikes with training wheels down to the, the gunslinger and, and stole some bubble gum. <laughs> that's where it all started i don't know if you know his employer needs to know about his criminal past but oh uh, uh, yeah we've there's some if issues. they don't they they don't know yeah. so. that's that's actually the one of the least um problematic things that nathan's done so <laughs> anyway well guys um anything else any last thoughts uh hey do you all you all agree that uh that the sunshine rebellion would have been a better name for our band than hermano yeah. oh man We'd be famous right now. I think right? so. I mean, other than I, other than I wasn't in the Sunshine Generation to rebel against, but I feel like I could have pretended. Yeah, I mean, you were, I'm st- I still want the band to be named Wagon, and then yeah. you have a different like you jump on like somebody's jumping on a a album cover and it's jumping on the bandwagon. That's the name the of the, the album. Yeah, yeah, and then you could have Little Red. Like Little Red is the name of another one of the albums. Kevin spent a lot of time when he was in England thinking about these things. A majority of my time. <laughs> I would say 90% of my time was spent <laughs> thinking about, how thinking about the band. Walking around the streets of England thinking about mm-hmm. the name of the band. Yeah. People come up to me and be like, hey, like, what, what, do you, what do you do here? And I'm like, shut up. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of how I can use like a Pioneer covered wagon in an album cover. Just give me a long you throw out the middle finger and be like, yo, don't worry, just being shut up. <laughs> a little lady wagging. Ready, ready her, go. Her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, anything else? Andrew, we'll, uh, thanks Thanks again for jumping on. This was fun. Yeah, thanks for inviting me, and thanks for letting me be in your band. It was, yeah. uh, it was a good time. Yeah, it was. Andrew, will, will, you, will you come back on again when we do the uh, driving podcast? Oh, yeah. That was a, a, another good time. I was gonna ask, uh, you know, when when's the reunion tour? Yeah, that's what I that's where I thought you were going, Kevin. Will you come back on when we do the reunion tour? Because uh, if we have to pick between Andrew and Kevin, um, I think I think we know which direction we're gonna go. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could be the percussionist, like I said, <laughs> tambourine, <right>. cowbell. <laughs> Sound I could wear like a, a dress with bells on it. One of those rain well, sticks that makes rain sounds when you tip it upside down. Yeah. I don't know that you'd want to trust me with that. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thanks again. Uh, Love you guys. Love you, Andrew. Love you. Andrew, you have to say you love me. Hey, he said it. He said it. I love love you too, Sam. I did say it. Good job, Andrew. All right, talk to you guys later. So even though the band broke up and quit playing or whatever before, I think any of us really wanted it to. Um, We really have some great memories from that time. And... You know, as always, just kind of being with, together with your brothers and making music is pretty great. 